Hello, wrestling fans. Quickers. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Oh yeah! Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. By golly, we're, once again, we are smack dab along ringside, and son of a gun, we're ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quentin, what's going on? Oh, not much. How are you doing, my friend? I'm fair to Midland. Fair to Midland. Don't know what it is, but I worked at HG Hill's grocery store in the early 90s. It's like every other customer uh, would come in and you'd say, how you doing today, sir? I'm fair to Midland. Uh, I think once you're over 60 to 65, that's your required, like, response to how you're doing. Okay. Gotcha. It was there, man. I swear it was. (laughs) As you you know, I live out in the country myself, and uh, when I have to leave the house early in the morning, and I go by the little corner store, and there's the uh, old group of, you know, 65 and older old men who got there at 4 a.m. to eat their biscuits for three hours. Yeah. That's about the response I expect from them. Yep. Yep, that's it. (laughs) All right, this is uh, show number 40. Wow. It's going to catch, it's going to pass my age for too long. Yeah, we got a little ways to go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's the, uh, Serbia, it's dadgummit, CWA. <laughs> the what? Yeah, that's what I say. It's the CWA Memphis TV show from October the 3rd, 1987. It's Evansville, Indiana feeds. I mean, it was taped in Memphis on September 26, 1987. So we get the regular opening video and everything. Still hadn't changed it. Lance with the greeting. Uh, Dave gets the... Uh, <clears throat> sorry, choked up a little bit there. The uh, lineup for today. He was so happy to see Lance back again for yeah, the second week. Ain't that the truth. So we got the wild-eyed Southern boys. Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka back. I, mean, he, uh, I can't talk. Uh, Lawler and Dundee are teaming up. Don Bass with the King Carl Fergie. And um, Jeff Jarrett, and then we have an expiration time main event, eight-man tag match. Bubba, the Prince, the RPMs versus the Nasty Boys, Billy Travis, and Rocky Johnson. And then Lance says, in addition, and, 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 uh, I can't talk. <laughs> in addition, we will have a grudge challenge dance rematch. Possibly of Rocky Johnson and Big Bubba. He did say possibly, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> he did. yeah. So uh, get all that in. So they cut the. Break. I, I, I like when he was describing it, and he just kept doing words. Yeah. Grudge, challenge, rematch, dance. Yeah, <laughs> like he kept adding stuff to it, and then so <laughs> and then it was a dance off. Yeah, what like, am I? He kept saying a a, re, a rematch, grudge, all that. Yeah. It's like dance contest. I'm yeah. like, well, what? Yeah. <laughs> Steel cage. Yeah. Hard wire dance off. Lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. So they cut the break and they come back and the music cuts on and it's the first match of the day. It's the Southern Boys versus Rough and Ready. And we got no graphic except for the CWA logo. <laughs> And Jerry Calhoun. You know, I, I didn't even notice that because yes. what is the music the Southern Boys were using? I I, I, I thought for that. sure it, it'd be Wild Eyed Southern Boys. No, it's um, it's oh, <laughs> it was uh, Hank Williams Jr. Born to Boogie. Yes, the Southern Boys. I know. I I know. I understand it was. <laughs> I'm saying the Wild Eyed Southern Boys. 
come out to Wild Eye Southern Boys. No. <laughs> this was like it threw me off when they came out. I did, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, like, and I'm like, no, this isn't their music. Yeah. This, this isn't it. <laughs> I forgot to bring the tape this week. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Who's got something country? I forgot my tape. Who has something country in the car? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got George Jones. I don't need no rocking chair. No, can't do that. Um, I got some Hank Jr. That'll work. Yeah, so just play something. Yeah. And of all the ones that born to boogie. But I think they cut it out before they got to the line, though. Yeah, it, I think they it, it literally it's so funny that it took me out because but like anytime I've ever seen the Southern Boys, they've always come out to Wild Eyed Southern Boys. Well, no, they come out to South's gonna do it again. Well, I thought that was Tracy Solo. No, they came out to it last week, didn't they? Or did they have it last week? I'm they, so they didn't have it last week. He did a run in. Oh, that's right. You're right then. Sorry, I said. My brain gets mushed on house. <laughs> well, it's just like any time uh, Dirty White Boy came out to something other than Dirty White Boy, which was few and far between. But when it happened, I was like, this isn't right. I don't think I've ever heard it come out to anything but Dirty White Boy. It, it may have been a dub over, but I, like, I've seen a DVD where it had something different. And I was wow. like, this isn't the music. Wow. And it also may have been a dub over. Yeah. Somebody may have, may have ripped it off the network or something. Yeah. Might be. But that could be. That's true. All right. So yeah, we got no. Uh, Jerry Calhoun is the referee for all today's matches. Um, yeah, the graphic just had the CWA logo up and nothing on it. <laughs> well. Yeah, I was like, huh, that's different. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, we got we got a new look for Tracy. Uh, well, first off, we got the Confederate caps. I don't, I don't know what you'd call those, but like Confederate Army caps. Well, I was, I'm not after talking. I had my notes. I said, uh, well, I was trying to get a look because they had the. Uh, I was trying to get a look at the caps. They had the matching jackets, uh, but I couldn't see what the caps were. So they're like the little Confederate cap. Uh, yeah, like a Confederate soldier's cap. Cow, because that what it was. Okay. I, yeah, I know. Later, they would end up getting the like cowboy hats and the dusters yeah the general hats and stuff yeah those, those looked real cool but no these are just the caps i yeah. think uh who used to wear something similar dick murdoch i think when he's doing captain redneck yeah his was like a green army one yeah think, but, uh, uh the new south uh, ashley hudson Corey williams had those Okay, I, I, I'm sure they did. I don't know how many people will remember New South. New South was awesome. I love New South. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, awesome. from, from down under and down yonder, yeah. it was the best. Yeah. If you don't know who New uh, South is, uh, YouTube them. Uh, far ahead of their time, I think the gimmick was. I think it could have been, I mean, not far ahead. It was, no, not far ahead. Somebody, it could have been, well, no, what's I'm saying? It, it could have been. It, it could have been bigger. If it was older, longer, if it was yeah. back in the day, because that was a heat missile, boy. Whoo, they were heat missiles, buddy. Um, well, and it, and it was great too because they got, they got the, the southern fans at that time to boo the Confederate flag. Yeah, because neither one of them were really southern. Yeah, you had well, one of them was southern, but he was black. And yeah, that, and the other one was uh, from Australia, Western Australia, Perth. Perth, Australia. So, yeah. So you had a, an Australian and a black guy calling himself New South, carrying, dressing up in uh, uh, stars and bars and uh, Confederate ar uh, war 
um, gimmicks and carrying the Confederate flag. Yeah. That, oh yeah, no, it was amazing, and it was always like, no, we are from the south. We're from down, down yonder, and down under. Yeah, Corey, it was, it was fantastic. Corey, he's the black guy. He would say, "I'm from down. Uh, he's I'm from down yonder, and he's from down under." Yeah, it was good. It was it was it was like I said, it could have been that would have made some money in a territory. Oh man. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, so they had the mansion jackets, had the Confederate flag. I don't know if that Confederate flag got over too well in Memphis on the TV. They didn't keep it long. Like, they just, like, went and then turned around and handed it off. Yeah. I uh, I'm thinking it might have got a little... It didn't get over like I thought it would. It was like, it, yeah. It, that's not something I would... I would. That's not the market I would try that. Yeah, not in Memphis, like, no. uh, a, like, the small one that's been on Tracy's jacket the few past few weeks? Okay. Yeah, that's different. The, that, uh, that's a giant one on a flagpole. Yeah, that was a big. That was a big flag. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and now Tracy Smothers is now in a black butcher. Yeah, he's wearing the uh, Southern boy. That's what the Southern boys when they first uh, wore before they went to the trunks. Uh, it's the uh, Armstrong singlet, basically what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The between the tits. Yeah. You know, right between the boobies. Yeah. Yeah, not 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 no big conservative cut. No, they still want that big chest to show. Yeah, as far as I know, um, I think they wore them all the way up till God, Bob, Bob until like the past ten years. Bob wore them pretty much forever. Yeah, like I I, I was always see Bob on on any show he did until like the past ten years dress up to wrestle, and then after that it was like the track pants and yeah. sleeveless shirt. Yeah. But, like, until then, yeah. like, oh, yeah. Bob was coming out and showing off that chest. You know, he until the day he died, the day before he died, he went over to, uh, I think, Scott's house to bench press. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, he was bench pressing. Yeah. That's Insane. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. But, yeah, they wore those all the way, I think, up until um, they went to WCW. Yeah. Because I know when they went, in, when they were in and out of Continental, they were wearing them. Um, and like I said, and then in Florida, you know, it just, it's the, that Armstrong singlet that, you know, uh, Bob. Um, well, let's say Scott. what it is. It's an, it's an Olympic cut K&H. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But I think the sides are a little high on them, though, than the, the regular Olympic cut K&H. Because, man, those are really, really low. Right. I think they get up because I actually got a um, limit cut that my that baby blue butcher that I used to have was a butcher with a limit cut back with high sides. So, because uh, they, they always we ordered a butcher from K and H, you know they never sewed the the um, the gimmick on the back because you know to, to fit you, so they always send it and you have to go get it sewed on. So, uh, when I ordered my last one. Jeff Daniels told me, he said, no, tell me you want a, a butcher with Olympic back but high sides. And so that's what I did, yeah. Yep, that, that, was, that was always my single order from K&H as well. Yeah. Jeff, uh, Jeff smartened me up to that. Oh, he did? Okay, yeah, he yeah. smartened me up to but, but, yeah, but, but then Jeff gave me like four or five of his old butchers, so I never had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so yeah, they had a new look. They had all that, and um, like I said, they got no graphic. Um. So they did a lot of um, in and out, a lot of babyface in and out 
uh, work on the arm. Um, yeah, yeah, old favorites like the double arm twist, double chop gimmick. Um, the camera totally missed. Tracy did his uh, over the top rope little super kick side yeah. kick gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> and the camera totally missed it. Yeah, they missed it, and I think. Uh, <laughs> Dave said, he said, oh, you got him with a kick or something like that. Yeah, that's the only reason I knew what it was. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I saw Tracy land. Yeah. And if I wouldn't have known Tracy Smothers' moveset like I do from so much tape study, yeah. I have no idea what he did right there. Yeah, it was just like, wow. It was like, what? It was like, yeah, all you heard was, you heard the man, you heard him hit the man, you saw him on the, and it was like, and then I, th- I think I said, I think it was Dave said, oh, it was a nice kick. He come over the top with a kick or something like that, Dave said. Oh. Yeah, what about that double drop kick though? Oh man, Armstrong <laughs> he landed he he they killed him that double drop kick. And when Armstrong landed, do you see where his boot landed right across? Um, was it rough? It was ready. Ready, okay, right across his face. I was like, oh. Uh, I, I didn't see that. I was surprised he still had a face. Oh, man. that drop kick yeah. was in the mush. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's not that tall. And man, oh gosh! And it just yeah, he it killed him. And like I said, when Steve came down, his it wasn't the uh, it was like the uh, shin part of his boot, the front part is what yeah. it landed on his face. I'm glad it wasn't the the foot part because that probably would have killed him. It would have busted him open. But I'm sure the shin part didn't feel good either. <laughs> oh man, it was it was a thing of beauty though. Oh gosh, yeah. And then they went to the finish. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, of all things, for the camera to be close up on, so they go. They so Tracy picks the up like for like a heart attack, and um, Armstrong comes off the top with the drop kick and just whiffs him. <laughs> I, I think he might have touched his shoulder, maybe, but yeah, it was bad. And and either, Lancer Dave on said oh, he got him. He just he got a glancing blow. Glancing is what blow he said. Yeah, glancing blow. <laughs> Because at first they're just quiet, and I'm like, yeah. are they not going to comment on it? Yeah, no, because <laughs> they were like, they probably looked at you like, do we say anything? Because <laughs> it, it was like all times to be the camera to be right there on them. It'd be different if it was the hard camera, but it was that side camera, man, right there on that same side. I was like, oh, man. Uh, I've noticed the go-to double teams for the uh, studio are always heart attack related. You've noticed that? It seems like, ain't it? I yeah. guess because the, you know, the Heart Foundation, that's when they were really getting there. In 87, that was, they started to get their, you know, really good push at that time. So, you know, I think they were, actually they were still heels, I do believe, at the time, too. So, I think, so that's why I think you see a lot of, um, of that, you know? A lot of copying? Yeah, because it was new, new end thing to do, you know? Because it was getting over with them. Uh, like I said, it was a good little, uh, good little match. Like I said, it had some good little wrestling at the beginning, just bay face, in and out tag, working the arm. It was, you know, a good little tag. You, you, can tell, you can tell the Southern boys are very comfortable together. Yeah. Yeah. And they haven't worked that long together at this time. Yeah. I mean, they've had, you know, not... Like, but you can ask Tracy, and he always acts like he was the, what, would it be the fifth Armstrong? Yeah. Like, you know, he always said he was near, might as well have been part of the family. Yeah, he was like the fifth Armstrong brother, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. So, um, let's see. They go over to Lance at the desk for the interview. That's basically a uh, Bayface interview. Steve was real fired up. Tracy was fired up, but he was still kind of selling the 
Uh, they hit him with a gimmick or something, or what happened? Something happened. He got cracked in the back in the back of the head or the neck with a uh, yeah, right. chair. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So he was kind of he was fired up, but he was still selling that a little bit. You know, uh, it's basic. You know, just you know, nothing really stuck out, but it, it was good. I thought. You know, I, I thought Steve did a good job, and you know, Tracy's all, Tracy as a baby face always comes off to me as. Almost too humble pie, oh, yeah, we talk about last which week, is yeah. which is great to to see what kind of heel he became though. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did. I chuckled, at, and I always chuckle at this catchphrase. But when, Tracy's catchphrase of the week is uh, the Southern boys will get revenge because the Souths want to do it again. Yeah. Um, that's not a good catchphrase. Uh, as a proud Tennessean, uh, I want to go ahead and say it: the South didn't do it the first time. So, I mean, how are they going to do it again? I heard that somewhere. What, the South didn't do it the first time? Yeah, I've heard that. Oh, I'm sure it's a meme going around or something right about now, but... I've heard it. It's been a while. Or it's it's been on a t-shirt you saw at a truck stop or something. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not the first time I've seen it, but... It's probably probably a truck stop we was stopped in Kentucky... Most likely, Tony day because Lord knows, Kentucky. Since I've lived here, I've run, I've realized Kentucky is not the South. So, um, <laughs> uh, so that's probably where I saw it because <laughs> it's like fresh in my mind. So I've had to say it somewhere, and that's like the only time I've went anywhere was with you that day. So. <laughs> and everywhere else I've been in Tennessee, so. I went anywhere. I've been in Tennessee. So, like, so it had to be that. It had to be that truck stop. <laughs> Wait right on the truck stop. There we go. Yeah, so like I said, it was just a basic interview. Uh, they cut to break. Uh, they come back, and it's Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka against David Wilson and Greg Jones, and we get no graphics again. <laughs> yeah, I know. The graphics department dropped the ball. Yeah, I guess they didn't want to. They cut the, the $10 on the graphics. <laughs> That's ten dollars we can save. <laughs> I can buy me some more red men this week. Jerry Jarrett. <laughs> Man, Wilson and uh, Jones have uh, for for job boys have some nice shiny blue jackets. I was gonna say they had some nice jackets on, didn't they? Yeah. So that must yeah, be. Like, uh, like, please notice us and put us on the house shows. Hey, you know you know what it is, don't you? What's that? They've been on TV for a couple months now. They're getting that. They can go work to. Indies say we're Memphis TV stars. Well, not only that, they got they both got their hair cut. Well, that's so they probably the they might have got yeah they might have got a little bump in pay. Got an extra ten. That's why where the go. graphics went. <laughs> they had to give the money <laughs> to the two job guys. <laughs> so they're getting bookings on the Indies, making a little money. You know, twenty twenty five bucks on the Indies. So they've stayed up and bought a couple jackets. They're looking good. Hey, I'll give it to them. Yeah, yeah. they're trying. Yeah. Okay, so Pat walks over to Lance and says that Paul's feeling good today and he's going to take these two on by himself. So, so Lance says it's going to be a handicap match then. Uh, so Paul starts off straight with the heat, starts just beating on him. He throws the hardest chop, <laughs> the nastiest chop this side of Chris Benoit. <laughs> he murdered. David Wilson. <laughs> oh, we, I just, he shot I, I thought he was mad. 
I know he shot one and of them. And then he was fine. <laughs> at the very beginning, he shot one of them in to give him a back elbow, and the guy jumped up higher than, than, than Paul Diamond did for the flying back elbow. <laughs> Did you know yeah, that, yeah, no, that was, that was a bit odd. <laughs> I, I, I've gotten used to that with the jobber bumps up on the back elbow. They all they all jump into them for some reason. But this was like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and it, was, it was it was David Wilson the entire time. Greg Jones never got yeah, tagged he never in. got in the ring. Man, that was a beautiful gourd buster, wasn't it? Yeah. Hey, what about uh, Diamond almost murdering himself running the ropes? I didn't catch it. Oh man, he tripped over oh, his feet. No. Yeah, he he tripped over his feet, and he hit that hit the ropes, but he hit them all jacked up, and I thought he was gonna go. I didn't even notice it. Oh yeah, man. yeah, man. but dude, that no, that gourd buster was awesome. Yeah, that gourd buster was not. I'm gonna go back and watch that. Watch. <laughs> it, it was just a little thing. Yeah. That if I didn't happen to catch, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't. But I you know what it was? I I was literally watching uh, Wilson hit the ropes, right? Because yeah. you got me watching the jobbers hit yeah. the rope. Because sometimes it's hilarious. Yeah. So I happened to be watching Paul hit the ropes. And I was like, oh god, he almost went. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and we've all had that moment where you hit the rope and it like slides up your head. Yep. And it sucks every time. Yeah. So I, I knew it when I saw it, and I was like, oh, God, that's that sucked. Yeah, I, did I believe it. it was right before a clothesline. I did it twice. I did it once in Dixon in front of about 20 people, and then I did it in Gallatin. So I did it in Dixon in 93 for about 20 people, and then I did it in Gallatin, Tennessee, in front of about 200 people in 96. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I've never got out. I knew. You know, I've never got out, but... I, I have hit it where it dropped me to my butt. I've had you know, it most of the, I've, I, I've hit it and, and recovered from it and finished the you know the sequence or whatever. Yeah. But I've hit it where it jarred my neck to the point I dropped to my butt. Dang. <laughs> and that that sucked. I thought I was going to go out. Uh, you and I were working. Uh, I think in Old Hickory, and it was the first time I'd been in real ropes, and I didn't test them out before the match. <laughs> And I go to run a tackle drop down spot, and I hit him like I hit cable. Yeah. And I thought I was going to go into the front row. Yeah, I hate, I hate when people, you know, use real ropes. Oh, they. Suck. Oh, I, I don't mind real rope at all. I just have to adjust how I hit them. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> full speed flat back hitting real ropes is way different, especially yeah. if they're not tightened correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> So, uh, was Gorebuster the finish? Gorebuster was the should have been because it was awesome. Yeah, Jones, Gorebuster for the win. Jones never made it in. <laughs> um, so, I go over to Lance for the interview. Pat Tanaka talked for the first time in about four months. Yeah, I thought he wasn't going to. I know it's blown all doing all the talking. Yeah. Um, Diamond, <laughs> Diamond inadvertently just you know, buried Florida, they called them the minor leagues. Yeah, I, saw, I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, well, you guys aren't going there. Yeah, well, uh, it was dead, it was died, it was dead, it had already died, it was right, it was on live sports, I think it lasted one more month. It was on, yeah. Well, I think the Southern Boys were up there. <laughs> yeah, I think it, October was it's, is when they finally closed it up for a couple months. Um, and you're right, Tanaka talks a little bit. So there's something that happened at the uh, at, at the Coliseum or at one of the venues or all the venues. Um, 
Tanaka caught one to the eye. His yeah. eyes all swollen shut. Yeah. Um, but they talk about Tracy getting something and trying to stab Tanaka's eye out. Yeah, he said try to stab him. <laughs> um, and then Tanaka threatens to kill Tracy's yeah. mother. Yeah. And Uncle, yeah, hey, and like I said, that's what somebody's talking like four months, so we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Tracy's mother's, I'm going to kill you if I ever get a hold of yeah. you. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Well, a lot of people say, I think we had like three or four kills on this show. Cause, uh, oh, I know, Don, I know Don Bass always says kill. Don Bass said it. I think Lawler even said it. Um, yeah. All right, so they cut the break. We'll get, uh, go to Lance. He's sitting at the desk for the Evansville show on October 7th, 1987 at the Evansville Coliseum. And he says, there's no increase in price. See, so it's like, wow, it's going to be a good one. And this is the first um, insert of the Evansville card. And he actually gets the whole card. Usually they never do that. Yeah, yeah, right off the bat. Usually they highlight a few matches and yeah. then they're on to a you know, crappy pre-tape promo or something. Yeah. But uh, no, no, this was a, this is a full card and, yeah. and we got a pre-tape and it was pretty yeah. solid. All right, you want to get the card? Sure. Opening tonight, we got Big Bubba versus Soul Man Rocky Johnson. Bobby Jaggers will take on Billy Travis. The Wild-Eyed Southern Boys will go against Bad Company. We have a return Southern Tag Team title match as the Nasty Boys challenge the Rock and Roll RPMs. An AWA World Heavyweight Championship match, Kurt Hennig defends against Jeff Jarrett. And a special added match, Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee versus Don Bass and King Carl Fergie. And then we have a match plug from the RPMs. And our, Tommy Lane actually said one two words. Yeah, Mike Davis is jacked in this promo. You know, I noticed that too. I was like, man, he looked, that's the best I've ever seen him look in his whole career. And, and I see him on TV later and he doesn't look as in good shape. That tank top, like he worked his beach muscles, right? He worked his tank top muscles. What yeah. can they see with the tank top? Yeah. And that's like all he worked. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the exact thing, same thing. I said, man, he looks in excellent shape on this, you know. And I was like, I'm not, he, that this run was probably the best he's looked, uh, you know, the, the run he's ever had in Memphis, actually anywhere. But he even looked better on this interview than he, I was like, wow, <laughs> I noticed it too. <laughs> and, and Tommy Lane looks like the sleaziest person ever. Yeah. And I love it. He's got, his, he's got that little tight mullet. You know what I mean? Remind me. It, it, okay. I'll probably get heat with him from this. Dude. <laughs> 90s. If he, it, This guy in the 90s, if you'd have put some weight on his face and some scruff, Chris Michaels. Even the voice. Tommy Lane? I see more Mike Davis looking like Chris and Tommy Lane. Chris unless, I, unless I've got them also all confused, but Tommy Lane is the one with the little tight mullet, correct? He's the short one. Then I've been calling him backwards. No, Mike Davis isn't Jack then. Tommy Lane is. Mike, that's a, this is the best Mike Davis has looked in his whole career. Because he's always looked like crap. He's never had a body. 
Well, that, that, I'm sorry, I've, I've got him confused, but then Mike Davis looks like Pierce Lee's, and I love it. He's got the the one who had the feather earring who ended the promo. Yeah. Oh, I've been, I've been doing it backwards and saying Tommy Lane. Yeah, Tommy Lane's a short one. Oh, well, my bad. Tommy Lane looked amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he's Mike always Davis. had some build to him, but that, this is the... Mike, Mike Davis... I mean, he looked okay, but, like, Tommy Lane looked way better. But, but I know like, what I'm saying. Though. But Tommy Mike Davis Lane's was always, so sleazy. Tommy Lane's always looked, you know, had a decent build. Mike Davis never had. That's what I'm saying. This is the best I've ever seen him look in any territory. This is the best he's ever been in shape, I think. But you don't see that. Okay, now you know who I'm talking about. You don't see Chris Michaels in that? No, absolutely I do, yes. No, I saw, I, I saw it then. In the voice, even kind of got the little southern draw, kind of. Uh, a little bit of the voice, yeah. yeah just... uh, more, more the look than the voice, but yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Just, um, you know. <laughs> but dude, Mike Davis with the the hair slicked back yeah. and the and no, the feather earrings. Yeah, he's always yeah. He's... Oh God, I love to eat. So Mike Davis is the one missing the tooth. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Well, I, I, I've been, I don't know, maybe the name Tommy Lane just seems like he should be the sleazy one. I don't know, but I've been I've been totally wrong on that. Yeah, Mike Davis is the taller one. Tommy Lane's the, the short, stocky one. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> yeah, Mike Davis has always looked sleazy and never has had a body. And this is the best his body's looked, I think, I've ever seen. So, yeah, you got to see his body when they come back and, um, like, End of 88, 89. It's like, and his hair is as normal color, and he don't bleach it. It's like, ugh. <laughs> really but, but he's still got the short mullet. I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, Told yeah. you I've been watching some 88 on my free time. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, it's him, and it's him by himself, right? Yeah, yeah. He comes with by himself in 80, end of 88, 89-ish. Yeah. He's by himself. Uh, all right. So I go back to the studio. Got leaving, leave. Gosh, I did that. I did that in weeks, and I did. I oh, we'll start back doing that crap again. Got Lance and Dave at the desk, and they show a clip from last week's brawl with Bass, Fergie, and Prince against Lawler and Dundee. So they show that clip, and then after it, out comes Bill and Dee and Jerry Lawler. Dundee gives a fired up interview. Fired up. Oh yeah, well they have to, brother. They're out in the red and yellow. <laughs> What was on what was on Dundee's hat? I have no idea. I kept rewinding so and, and trying to see what it I, I love when Dundee wears a ball cap because he doesn't want to mess up his hair. So he just sets the cap. It's a, and not only that, real quick, it's not a ball cap. It's like an old dad hat. You know, that's like all unstructured on the front. And he just sets it on top of his pompadour. Yeah, he just sets it up there. Mike, well, it makes him look taller. <laughs> and it's got... <laughs> he looks super cool other than that. <laughs> like, if he would have came out with the sunglasses and the and the jobber jacket and the tights and the boots. Did you see what the name was on the jacket? I kept looking. I couldn't see what it said. It was a quality. Uh, I, said, I said it said Superstar or something I like that. I, I couldn't see what it says. I was like... No. That, that cap looked like he wanted a, in a claw machine at Shoney's and wanted to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he stole it off Boss Winters. <laughs> it may have been Bob, Bob 
Los Angeles winners had like a collection of hats in his bag. Everybody's calling. He's just like, I'll take this one. Hey, go out there in your car and get me one. Get me a cap, please. I forgot my. It's like I got this one. You're like, I'll take the yellow. No, you can't have my yellow cat hat. He's like, I've been ripping off Dusty Roads so much here lately. I'm not gonna wear the the friggin' jumpsuits anymore. I'm gonna wear a, a jobber jacket and a ball cap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Well, and it's even worse because Lawler's out there in that really cool King yeah. Deep V cape yeah. gimmick. Yeah, that's so that is So Lawler's on like his, you know, his, his Monday, one of his Monday night entrance jackets. Yeah, yeah it's nice. And Dundee's like, I'm a, you know what? You got that cool thing. I'm going to wear uh, this hat. Yeah. Yeah. It, they didn't. It's like, okay, Lawler's all, he's not, he's looking nice, ready, you know. And, and you know Lawler's got some of those jackets. He can totally wear those on TV. He going to. <laughs> I think that's what annoy, always annoyed me about Lawler on TV because he'd like come out like he's coming out to the Coliseum, yeah. like to the Mid South Coliseum, and it's like, come on, Jerry. Yeah. It, it, to me, it doesn't look as cool in front of 120 people in the studio. Yeah. That looks cool walking a long aisle way. Yeah. You know, making your way to the ring, not. Moving a curtain out of your way and walking through a door. <laughs> walking five feet. Yeah. Oh, it's like, why, why go through all that effort? Put, put on your Brooks and Dunn satin jacket and just go to the ring. <laughs> oh, my. That, that's not even the band I should have said. What is the band he was buddies with that came Sawyer on TV? Brown. Sawyer Brown. There we go. Oh, I said Brooks and Dunn. I'm like, uh, country and beards in that era? Okay. Well, now, Brooks and Dunn came... Now, they were out in the nineties, dude. They were early. They came out in the early nineties. It's you're in the wrong decade, there, buddy. All right, I'm Bur sorry. <laughs> you're not up on your your mullet country hit makers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, mullet country. That's exactly that's exactly that, yeah. that brand too. Is yeah, mullet, mullet country. country yep. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea where we were at. <laughs> Oh, Lawler, oh, like I said, Dundee gave the fired up, and Lawler, boy, now this is what I like about Lawler. This was good. Him, he, when, when Lawler cares, he's one of the best. Oh, my gosh, this was good, wasn't it? He did good on this one. He didn't joke around. He was serious, and he got, at, toward the end, he started, he, he starts, he paces, he, you know, and at the end, he was fired up. That was, that, that's, that's what I like about Lawler. That's that was Dundee inspired. Did them two together today? That was good. I, I did see when they're walking to the ring. Dundee stopped and looked like he was about to go grab the microphone again. And I really expected them to do it because Dundee's ego gives in to him a lot, yeah. and he has to get the last word. Yeah, but he, but he, he thought better yeah, of it. Yeah, it was good because no, that was part of the way. It's him talking first, fired up, then the Lawler doing the. You know, blah, 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 then, you know, fired up to the end and, you know, taking it home. Yeah, that was perfect. So we come to the third match of the day. It's Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee against Keith Roberson and Keith Eric. Hey, we got a graphic. Imagine that. One well, the, 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 the Keith's got to have a graphic. graphic. <laughs> <laughs> the owner gets a graphic. Hmm, imagine that. So, um... This match, 
I was, this was different. Uh, fast paced, nonstop. Uh, it, it, it was literally the, I, I like to call it the uh, basic first time ever tagging babyface match, though. Oh, yeah, where yeah. it's like, tag in, do a double team. Yeah. Tag in, do a double team. Yeah. Um, but, it was, but, but it's really fast. I, at one point, it, it did feel like it was even in fast motion. Yeah, because I mean, you think two guys in their forties, man. That, that that was they were out there going moving. I'll give it to them. They were. But but it was all like tag shoot off into a punch. Yeah. Tag <laughs> yeah. shoot off double back elbow. Like yeah. there's a lot of shooting off for no reason. Did you see um, Lawler give one of them a backdrop? Oh, he was all he gave Keith Eric. He was sideways. Yeah, yeah, it was it was Keith Eric, and yeah, it was it was hideous. I was like. You gotta get the money. Um, you can't. You can't. Lawler was sideways. You can't turn sideways to tell somebody in to give him a backdrop. They're gonna go all crazy and land funk. Well, no, no, no. I mean, the old school guys used to throw a backdrop that way. A lot but of them did, but they, no they, one does it anymore. Nobody did it. in '87. Nobody was doing it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I wrestled Johnny Morton. You know Johnny, right? Uh, Ripley Prim. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wrestled Johnny Morton in Lewisburg, Tennessee, and he shot me off and called backdrop. And as I hit the ropes, and he's right off the ropes, and he's sideways, and I go, I'm going to die. <laughs> That's when you boot him. Yeah. No, I just did my best flip over bump. But... It's, it's too dangerous, man. If you never took, if you don't know how to take him like that, well, it's dangerous. And, yeah, and here's how they took him like that, because I went back after that and studied how to do it. And it's literally just post off the shoulder, and you take a hundred percent your own bump with no help. Yeah. And you can't get a high backdrop that way. No, that no, way, no, it's no. impossible. No, you just basically it's just a flop over. You don't get. But, yeah. So listen, I, I feel for Keith Eric on that one because if he if he got tired to take a backdrop like I did, and then the guy turned sideways, I'd have been like, "Oh God, what am I doing?" Yeah, because I said, I mean, yeah, they did. The old timers did it, but they—that's how they all. Basically, all of them did it like it back in the day. Somebody know how to took it. You know, nowadays, you know, even in, like I said, 87, nobody was doing it. So you go to plant and you try to get, you know, you're trying to get over and get some air and it's not made to get air. It's just made for you to flop over, basically. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it can be, you can really get hurt on that. You know. Uh, Bill, uh, Bill steals the bionic elbow again. Yes. <laughs> Uh, he does. He's doing every match now. The punt. He does the whole. He's, he's trying to be dusty. Yeah, he is. Sure it's is. so weird. Because yeah. he's he's been Bill Dundee for so long. Yeah. And like got over being Bill Dundee. Yeah. Why is he trying to be dusty? Is he like why is he not wearing the jumpsuits? Well, he just stopped doing the jumpsuits. Cause he was wearing them because they had to have. They they had to wear. He was start. He had to wear the jumpsuits for the angle. That's why I started wearing the jumpsuits. Because be I've always wondered if it was because or had anything to do with hockey. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Because what was Honky Talk Man in WWE? Honky Talk Man? Yeah, when was he in oh. WWE? I <laughs> no, I know who he was. <laughs> who was Honky Talk Man? <laughs> I'm calling him by his WWE name. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's 
this went off the rail, but um, let me. Uh, he was there in '97, I'm sure. I mean, when you got somebody doing the exact entrance look you got, maybe you got to change it up and doing it better because, like, Bill had some nice jumpsuits. Those hockey jumpsuits, though. But well. Because all bills were made from back in the 70s. Oh, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And honkies are made, you know, in the 80s by a company that <laughs> it's putting the money out for his gimmick, you know? Yeah, no, I, again, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, know he, I just thought he brought him back. And Bill's not dropping 10 grand on a jumpsuit. No. <laughs> um. I just, I, I, just, I thought he might have just brought him back for the, to do the gimmick with what's his. But face? He, he was doing them before it. He's kind of going back and forth. Like sometimes we get the jacket. I just think Bill's in a weird place right now. Yeah, he is. I think he is. He don't know what he wants because he come, you know, he came back uh, from uh, from Crockett, and I guess he see how Dusty was over, and I guess he, see, he's stuck in the he's midlife crisis. He's in a his gimmick is in a midlife crisis. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. That, that, makes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um. So Dundee slams uh, Keith Eric, tags Lawler, goes for the hits the atomic fist drop for the win. Uh, Dundee when he slammed Eric, he didn't position him right. Lawler when he come off the ropes was all cockeyed because he had him. Um. Because Lawler drops it with his right hand, and he had Eric where he, he, he would have to hit him with his left. So Lawler had to jump, kind of turn, and cross over his body to hit him with the right. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't He didn't position right after he slammed him. So it was all. So I'm wondering, did he do that on purpose? <laughs> we, we all, it's bad that we always wonder with Bill Dundee, but we do. Yeah. Um, and, and we all got our only hip shake. Yeah, at the end, yeah. It was a, but he gave him a long one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He went into like full Rick Rude too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then a strut. <laughs> yeah, he he um he had to make sure he got that in good. Uh so they cut the break. They go to Lance with the Evansville card again. Um he plugs the spot show for uh October ninth, nineteen eighty seven in Graham, Kentucky. Uh and basically does he get the whole card again on this one? Yeah, he gets the whole card again. Okay. I thought he did, because I didn't put anything really different on it. Um, so, um, i tell you what, we're going to take a little break, since, because um, they're in a, actually, they're in a break too, so, we're going to take a break before we go back to the studio, and we'll be right back. Yo again, everybody, this is Jeremiah Plunkett with the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast, and if you like pro wrestling, old school pro wrestling, t-shirts this podcast if you like anything go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash jeremiah plunkett and pick up the official territorial wrestling review t-shirt i had nothing funny clever or anything to bust you this week i'm We're sorry not burning them this week i i mean if they want to burn them no. i've got a wedding to pay for so they can as long as they buy them i don't care i have a wedding to pay for now so yeah so even if you don't like us Go help him out. I, I told him when we, when we first got these, I told him, I, whatever he makes, it's him. I don't care. I don't want to make no money off of stuff. But I just, you know, I think it's cool to have a shirt out there, get some, you know, some publicity. So I told him, if, whatever he, he sells, he can keep it. So get them so he can help him pay for a wedding because those, those 
wedding costs a lot of money. If you don't think on my gimmick table this weekend that I'm not going to have a sign that says I have a wedding to pay for, you're out of your mind. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. Ah, you're so carny. Oh, yeah, baby. Hey, hey they, they say these new 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 kids in the business don't that are not carny. Come on. Hey, you better hope I never become a dad because that ultrasound will be on the gimmick table, too. <laughs> you're taking food off this little kid's plate. Oh, you gotta turn. You have to be a heel. But, well, no. Is there heels and baby faces anymore? I don't know on TV wrestling. There's not. So I don't know. I'm if there is or not. But anyway, all right. Yeah. So go go get a shirt or two and help help uh, JP's wedding fund. Uh, and if you don't want to do that, go go to Crowbar Press and uh, help Scott Till. He don't have a wedding because he's been married for forty something years, but he does have a lot of good stuff. Like books, DVDs, posters, and all pictures, and no tells what else, because he's a man of many gimmicks on his on his uh, website. Uh, books, um, he's got the Hooker book, which I thought was completely out of print, and you smart me up. It's Hooker books on there. Um, uh, the, the Hooker book is a book by Luthes, oh, for yeah, anybody sorry. who doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, surely they know that. <laughs> Hopefully, you never know. I, I just see some, some pervert buying the book and being really disappointed. <laughs> or my wife finally listened to a podcast, one of my podcasts for the first time. Like, why are you support uh, talking about bo uh, books of hookers? <laughs> It'd be the first time she ever listens to one of my podcasts, and it'd be the time about, and she thinks I'm I'm on here promoting books about hookers. Uh, but anyway. Getting off the start. <laughs> so go right on, on that note, bluechew.com. No, no, okay. no. Now go to Crowbar Press and look around. Like he's got all kinds of and and he actually his DVDs ain't all old school either. So um, he does have stuff from the nineties. Uh, I think some two thousands. A lot of independents um, from the Tennessee area. Um, the uh, legendary Athens, Alabama uh, town. Yeah, baby. Uh, he has some a lot of stuff from that. Uh, uh, Alvin Wallace's promotion it ran in Athens, Athens, Alabama for years and years and years. He has shows went ran until two in the morning. Yeah, two and three in the morning. That's a shoot. Yeah, they did. Uh, and if you look on there, you'll see a lot of guys you've seen on TV uh, from USWA, CWA at the time, uh, make an appearance or two on some of those shows. Uh, like I said, you know, so he's got. Some a lot of Japan stuff. He's got a very big variety of the DVDs. It's you know, so it's not just all old school uh, DVDs he has on there. And he's uh, got a big variety of that. Like I said in the books. The books is his main thing. Uh, you name it. All the old school guys. It's really interesting to see how many people he's actually um, uh, did books with. So I'm gonna pull about dead gummit crowbarpress.com and. Show Scott some love. All right, we're back. We're just coming out of the uh, Evansville, the second Evansville card rundown for the show. So they go back to the studio. Lance is standing, and out comes the Prince, Don Bass, and Fergie. Then Bubba, the RPMs, and uh, Paul Diamond come out with chairs. Don Bass is fired up mad. To the yeah. point where I have no idea anything he says. I don't think, the only thing I got out of it was, I think he said, I'm going to kill y'all. I think that's the only thing I got. He was, 
He was slobbering mad, spitting mad, took off his elbow pad. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about all I got out of it. Uh, the prince, he just said a couple lines. Somebody took, he took his boys to the to the projects to to get them ready. Um, Fergie said something fired up. I really didn't really. Fergie is so country. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's so, it, it makes the, the fact of him being the king even better. Oh, yeah. Dev, oh, that's, yeah, that, yeah, him being so country that, I, that you know, that West Tennessee accent is just, and supposed to be royalty from Great Britain or wherever, Wales, whatever the crap that is over there. It, it just, it adds the cheese to it, you know. And also, Whatever the crap that is over there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, somebody from over there is going to be listening to us. <laughs> we have a big following in the United Kingdom, sir. I will not have you talk about Her Majesty the Queen's family that way. All right, I'm sorry. Those people over there. Or... So what do you mean, those people? Well, I don't know. It, you know, great, you got England, Great Britain, Wales, and I don't know which one Fergie was from. Wasn't she from Wales? Just say the United Kingdom, and you pretty much cover it. Okay, there you go. That, that, that's my rule of thumb. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, it just adds to that Memphis cheese. And then out comes Lawler and Dundee. Lawler's got a big snow shovel. <laughs> Yeah, Lawler—it's it's so great. Lawler's got a weapon that could really kill a man, and Dundee has an office chair. Yeah, and when I say office chair, it's not a nice rolling heavy one that he—he he about killed. Uh, no, no, Fergie. it's the chair when you have a meeting at your desk that the other person sits in. Yes, it ain't like it ain't the big like office chair he about killed Fergie with last week. It's the one that you go to the, your buddy's cubicle and sit down and talk to that you sit in. It's got the little. It yeah, it, it was a hot. It was it basically there's no way he could swing that. Yeah, <laughs> in a real fun. It's got a big pad on it. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was like Lawler grabbed the shovel, done. He looked around and just grabbed the first thing he saw and went with it. <laughs> I, I wish Dundee would have grabbed that blackboard back there. That thing's too. <laughs> Dundee just wheels out. Yeah, blackboard. he ain't gonna wield it out. <laughs> Now, that would have been funny. But, uh, yeah, that just, he, he has that big old snow shovel, and then Dundee, you look at Dundee, and he's holding it, like, what do you do, get that out of the control room? <laughs> it's just like, that was like the, the, the when you come in the uh, the station, the little waiting area room. <laughs> so, I don't know what this was, but... Um, they have a, a two-minute standoff, and I wouldn't even call it a Mexican standoff. Finally, Randy Hills and Eddie Lawler come out. Uh, they finally make Lawler and Dundee leave, and then they get the Hills to kind of leave. So the fourth match of the day is Don Bass and King Carl Fergie against Freezer, Thompson, and Ed Maddox. I want to call a timeout time real quick. Did you notice Dundee doing his little thing to get himself over? We're in the standoff, and Dundee somehow makes it through the heels and hits, yeah. hits Don Bass in the back of the head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I was like, who just hit him? And I rewound, and I was like, yeah. He runs all the way around, comes running across the studio, and drills Bass. Yeah, I was like, you're supposed to have no contact standoff, Dundee. Come on. Um, somehow, the graphics are going again. Hmm. Guess when you don't own the company... You don't get graphics today. All right. 
for Don Bass starts out with Freezer, heat on Freezer. Man, Freezer tastes good back bumps. Yeah, he does. I, man, I tell you. And he's even getting better at selling after the bumps. Yeah, he is. Like, really he used to just bump and lay there, but now he's, like, bumping and sitting up and selling. I think the more he's getting on, he's getting used more on TV. He's, he's I'm telling you, I've really become a fan of Freezer. Uh, I'm, I'm glad by 43 years old he's learning. Who? Freezer. I don't know if he's that old. He just looks that old. I don't know. It may because usually, well, usually that you know that old saying, "Black don't crack," but I don't know. Uh, he just he just looks super old to me. Was it? Who was it? Thunderbolt Patterson was thirty and looked like he was sixty. Yeah, oh no, there's just some people like that. Yeah. Arn Anderson has looked 45 since he was 23. Yeah, that's not. J.J. Yeah. Dillon has looked 60 since he was 30. And now J.J.'s looked 40 when he was 20 and looks 40 when he's 70. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he hasn't aged either way. He's, he stay, he's looked, it seems like it don't, I don't know. And I mean, Arn's the same way. Besides, you know, a little bit of weight gain. That's yeah. it. Arn looks the exact same. Yeah, there's some people that white or black, it don't matter. It just they don't age either way. They're or they look really old and they're young, or they're really old and look young. It's 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 weird. Uh, so they beat on freezer. Then they uh, Maddox gets in. They beat on Maddox. Um, Fergie hits a power slam on Maddox uh, for the win. That power slam, it looked kind of awkward, didn't it? it? So it, like, started, like, the, you know, the quick spinning power slam. And then he, like, picked him up yeah, from what, that position yeah. and, and did, like, a power body slam type thing. Yeah, it's odd looking. <laughs> it's like, man, if that would have been done quick and in one motion, it would have looked good. Yeah, definitely, but it just looked really off for the way he did it. So that was the that was the uh, the finish for the match. Um, okay, in my notes, I put, when did the RPMs become part of the commission? Did we, we miss that somewhere on the way, on the, along the way? I mean, there was one time they came out to kind of help them in a beatdown, but I've never seen them officially part of the commission. But they came out today with them, though. Man, well, it's, it's that Memphis logic that I've never cared for, that <laughs> all heels are friends. All heels are. Well, that's, a, well, and I, it's kind of like heels, it's the whole, it is, well, it's not only Memphis, it's the logic of a heel. We're all friends. Until it's time to get ours, we'll we'll stab we'll stab our they'll stab them in the back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's that whole thing. Though. And I think that's what I've always appreciated about guys like Dutch Mantel, who really went out of their way to be a lone wolf, babyface or heel. Well, now I mean, you, have, you have it, your times when he's in the first family. Yeah, but yeah. how many how many times have we seen it? Dutch and Lawler are both baby faces, yeah. but they hate each other. Yeah. My whole thing is, it sucks because he was really the around the, the one, you know, I, I'm sure there might have been some in other territories I don't know about, but he's the only one that I know the first one to do that off and on for, you know, and it sucks that 
it, you know, late 70s, early 80s, it didn't, it wasn't a money draw to do that. That, that but now, you know, if that was in the late 90s or 2000s, that, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, that was Steve Austin, right? Yeah. He was a baby face. Yeah. But he will stun everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what I'm saying is it sucks because he was really the first one to really, well, I'm, I ain't saying the first, because I'm like, like I said, it might have been done in other territories. Um, but for Memphis, I, it's the only one I can really remember, you know? Yeah. That, and it, um, you know, um, it just sucks that it got over so much later on, you know, if it could have got over, you know, because I'm sorry, Dutch is a 50 million times better worker than Steve Austin is. I don't care. I'll put that. I don't care. Anybody, I'll put that up against anybody any day of the week. Um, but, um, yeah, it just, yeah, I, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, where were we at? Oh, the Memphis Lodge. I, just, I was like, where did we get here from there? But yeah, it's that whole lot. It's kind of the whole hill logic, but Memphis really emphasized on it. Um, but I think it's. I think what it was. I think because Dutch, um, people just liked him because he was down to earth. Uh, you know, even he was a, when he's a hill. Uh, you know, and then when they turned him Bayface in the early '80s. And he went against Lawler, you know, and they split the crowd. Even in Memphis, you know, in the early 80s when they had that big um, uh, angle there. Oh, yeah, no, I, I mean, absolutely. I had DVDs of that. Yeah. I still do, somewhere. <laughs> I wonder where you got those from. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I, I also would make copies for Dutch for him to sell out his gimmick table. Did you? Well, that's good. Uh, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, does it? Hey, well, that's good, because the Lord knows he wasn't getting the money off from it originally. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I got it from Tony Myers. (laughs) Talking about getting something shipped to you. Oh, my gosh. Um, You you get stuff from Tony Myers, your DVDs from him. (laughs) Either buy, sell, or trade from him. Um, (laughs) I love Tony Myers. Uh, But he... uh, he worked at Pizza at the time, and this is how your DVDs would come. You would have coupon Pizza Hut coupon. That's what he used. He put the coupons in between the DVDs, and then take the second DVD and wrap them in several of the um, Pizza Hut coupon <laughs> sheets, <laughs> and then write your write the address and stuff on them and mail them out that way. <laughs> Tape them up and mail them out that way. <laughs> you know, he couldn't go to... <laughs> he couldn't do like I did and go to Dollar Tree and, and get you two padded mailing envelopes for a dollar. <laughs> hey, man, but after you got your DVDs, then you got discounted pizza for like No, you didn't because they were all expired. Oh, uh, boo. Exactly. Boo, Tony that's, that's what I thought first when I said... At first, I was like, man, this is horrible. And I was like, hey, I got pizza coupons. And I look, they're all expired. It's like, you, you know, like, what a rib, Tony. <laughs> boo. Boo this man. Oh, Tony Myers. He's a, he's a character, boy. He's a character. <laughs> Tony's a good dude, man. Uh, 
never met him in person, just had dealings with him, talked, you know, online through emails and business dealings, you know, with the DVDs and tape, even all back way back to the tape days, you know, with him and everything. So I always had I always uh had, you know, good talks with Tony and everything, so He had a little steam in Japan for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, he's um He's trying to get back over there. He keeps every time he he's supposed to go back over uh, for like the last two months, and he keeps getting denied the flight. He's supposed to go back in a couple weeks. They finally okayed it for him to go back over, so he's supposed to go back over for a while. So, yeah, he, he's doing the the Leatherface gimmick over there, and he's he's getting over with it pretty good. Same when he goes over, he stays booked booked up and everything. So, but yeah, Tony's a good dude, man. Uh, I'm, gosh, where, we've really went off. Where are we at? <laughs> uh, well, Lance and Dave do a little sit down and, uh, they, they actually give us kind of like, a, I, I call it a state of the company, state yeah, of the territory. Because I'll tell you something, you know, before they showed this, I was sitting there, um, I, I want to say it was in the first card rundown, and I was thinking... Because when they said the, um, you know, world champion, I was like, I was coming in, I was like, well, who's the guy? Because, you know, Jesus, the southern title holder gets the world shot. And I was like, who even has it? This is like, did Don Bass? No, Lawler beat Don Bass. But did he beat him back? I was like, we haven't seen the southern title in about three to four weeks. So I was like, I don't even know who owns it. And then, they, sure enough, you know, two segments later, boom, they have a little sit down. And um, I'll let you, uh, since you started, I'll let you, Tell about it. So, uh, yeah, but Lance basically just kind of lays out who your single champions are. Jerry Lawler is the Southern Heavyweight Champion. Jeff Jarrett's the Mid-America Heavyweight Champion. Bill Dundee is the International Heavyweight Champion. Kurt Hennig is the AWA World Heavyweight Champion. Um, I, it is pretty funny that the owner and the owner's son are the two top title holders, and Bill Dundee has to have a belt. I um, forgot about him even having that belt. It's been a while since he's defended it, hasn't it? I, the, the, I think the last time it was brought up was when he beat George Barnes. That's what I thought, yeah. Um, so then they talk about Kurt Hennig, uh, and I, I believe it's here they mention it, that the reason Jer Jeff is going for it is because that's the only one Kurt would sign against? Yeah, that's what they said. That he, it's the only champion he agreed to face was the Mid-America champion. He didn't want to face Lawler or Dundee. Yeah, so they're, talk, they're kind of setting up uh, Kurt as, in the fact that he's an active champion, but he picks his opponents. Yeah, make him heel. Um, make him be the heel. So we get the... Uh, the pitch to a Kurt Hennig video, which is the portion for the, from that, was it Night of Stars or something yeah, like some, that? Yeah, that's what I put on here. I said, it's from the gimmick they showed that I can't remember the name of. Night of Champions or Stars or something like that that they made it sound going to be so great and it was like a fart in church. Yeah, they literally just cut Kurt's part of that. It's 15 seconds, 30 max. And then as to uh, Eye of the Tiger... Uh, that, that was it. Uh, let's see. And then we get pitched to a replay of the RPM Southern Tag Team title victory last week. Yep. That's a clip of it. With RPMs beat the Nasty Boys for the, for the belts. And that brings out the Nasty Boys. And <laughs> oh my God, this was bad. <laughs> oh, me. 
horrible. Yeah. I, I, I have no notes on other than this is horrible. I put, Nob started talking. I said, this wasn't the best Nasty Boys interview. It was more close to their worst because they actually started been getting a little better. But this, they've, they've fallen five steps back on this. Uh, but Nob is actually better than Sags was, if that can be possible. And then after Sags gets done, Nob grabs the mic and has to say, and like, no, go, no more. Physically grabs the mic. Lance is yeah. about to ring the bell. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no more, dude. That's it. Go. You know, it's like, they've been getting better. Their matches have been getting a lot better. Their talking's been a little better, and but they've taken way, they went backwards in their talking. So. Yeah, this was a mess. Yeah, it was really yeah. I said it wasn't their worst, but it was it it's it's back there in that that bag of when they first got there. <laughs> All right, so we get the uh, fifth match of the day. It's Jeff Jarrett versus the Blue Knight. Guess who got graphics for the match? The Blue Knight saved it the day, and they got on the graphics. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. It makes you wonder. So the owner, half owner of the company, and the other owner, other half owner's son, are the only two that gets graphics for the whole day. Yep. And you know what? They, hey, you're gonna get. They should at least get, get boss winners some graphics. If you're gonna go make a graphic, they should throw in boss winners in there. My favorite part of this match, besides the end, um, <laughs> is they announce they make point to announce. This match is non-title. Yeah. Isn't Two it? things. Yeah. Jeff didn't even have the belt yeah. with him. he didn't have the belt with him. <laughs> it's non-title. <laughs> and no crap it's non-title. Who believes that the Blue Knight is getting a random title shot? Hey, you never know. That could have been Ken Wayne under the hood that could have been could have beat him and took the mask off and said, ha-ha, you know? Well, if it was, he tripped running the ropes, <laughs> so that's probably not... Ken Wayne. I, I put on here, I said, I said, Jared shot him off. <laughs> and Blue Knight went to, went to, was going to give him an elbow or? or yeah, back elbow. And, and he looked at it, he just fell down. <laughs> fell on his face. <laughs> and Jesse was a little upset after that. Yeah, he was. Um, He wasn't Billy Travis upset. No. <laughs> but he, he, was, he was a little upset. It was upset for him. It, it was upset for him. <laughs> Yeah, he just, you can see Jeff look down like, huh? What the crap is that? <laughs> uh, and Jeff murders him with a bat, with a drop kick for the win in under a minute. And and dude landed on his shoulder and was and I think he heard blew his shoulder out. Did you see him holding? Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he was sitting on his shoulder the whole time. Yeah. Hey, what about Boss Winters and that that snazzy yellow hat again? <laughs> Two weeks in a row, baby. <laughs> He came straight from the truck rental yard. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, dude fell, and it was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jared. Uh, he was, yeah, for him because it, yeah, it's usually Travis that gets all mad, and starts hitting them, clubbing them, everything. All right, so they cut the break and come back with Lance standing, and out comes Bubba. Carrying a boom box. There was a lot of talking in this, and I didn't write half of it down because it was just way too much. It was way too much, you know, and it was bad. 
Um, it was Bubba trying to hold a bunch of rhyme things that yeah, only he, half made sense. He said something about his, he said somebody rhymed something about something about his face, and I was just like, yeah, it was just way, way too long before even Rocky Johnson come out. Hey, but before he Rocky comes out, he mentions that he said, "What happened to all the cards and letters?" And he he said, "Rocky only one." Remember that thing four four weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The last time I was here. Yeah, he talks about. <laughs> yeah, he said. Yeah, when they did the thing where he said right into the, the, the station because remember Dave said right into your the station you're watching this at. Um. So yeah, they're bringing this back up way from back then. And he says the only way Rocky won, as I said, he was out in front of the building giving away tickets to the fans that they voted for him. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Did you never hear anybody say? I can just see, here you go, vote for me. Here's a ticket. Vote for me. But um, then he says... Bubba he, looks whiter. Huh? Bubba looks whiter. That uh, single he has on makes him look whiter. I noticed that too. I was like, man, he looks a lot whiter. Uh, I think it's the cut of it. Because it's like, I think that's what it is. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I noticed that too. I think it's the... Because if you look at that, that scoop is like... It's cut. It's a big view. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so he says he has an inside person at the studio, and that all the cards and letters were coming in by the bushels and the baskets, and somehow they've all disappeared. <laughs> so out comes Rocky Johnson. He talked. I didn't write nothing down because this is way so. And, and out struts walk Rocky Johnson. He didn't just come out. Yeah. Yeah, he's got his jive turkey strut on. Uh, so they finally get to the dance contest. Bubba plays, says he's going to go first. He plays um, his music on his boombox. It wasn't his normal music. It was Run DMC song, but I could not tell what it was. And Lance is holding the microphone to the, to the speaker. Yeah, so it's really muffled. and So he does his normal Bubba dance stuff. So then, it's Rocky Johnson's turn. And this kind of almost got missed by the Camp Great Crammer crew. Um, so Rocky Johnson starts out, he starts dancing. Uh, about five seconds into it, the camera pans down to his feet. They soon do a little shuffle of his feet, and at the last second, they turn the camera up. And Bubba blasts Rocky right in the back of the head of the boombox, and it shatters. Johnson goes down. Okay. Is there something going on here, I've noticed? Did you see any blood? Um, I thought I saw a little bit when they were carrying Johnson out. And they showed his face for a moment. Okay. But it was supposed to be from the back of his head. Uh, Billy Travis and... What are right here? Uh, Travis and Dundee make the save bubble powders. Then the Nasty Boys and Randy Hills come out. Uh, they're going to help him up. And Billy Travis keeps holding his hand up saying... Until showing Lance he's got blood. But I can't tell there's any blood on his hands. Here's the thing. Memphis is known for blood. Memphis Studio TV. This is the third week in a row that somebody is supposed to have gotten juice, and we never see it. Uh, if you when they showed that clip 
from last week where they jumped Dundee and they posted him. I noticed every time the camera would get to his face, they would cut. I'm wondering if the studio has told them, or the studio says they're not, or is, you know, the channel said we're not going to show the blood as much, and, you know, not, you know, show it, if it gets seen, you know, but not, we're not going to, every time we see it, we're going to, you know, saying, y'all can, yeah. can do it, but we're not going to emphasize our camera shots on it. Because that's weird for Memphis, like I said, it's blood and guts been like the whole time. Three weeks in a row, people's gotten juice, and we still can't even see it. I mean, it has to be something, don't you think? That's what I'm assuming. So, like, I think it was around this time that, like, WWE wasn't doing blood. Is that where they started putting the black thing on their, on, on their stuff? Didn't they start doing like a little black dot, uh, New York on their stuff? A black dot, or I think they did a black X one time. But I think that, that in the eighties, I think they did a dot. But I know Crockett still showed it. I'm just thinking more of the actual the TV station have you know said, well you can do it, the crowd can see it, but for TV wise, we're gonna you know if it gets shown, we're you know we won't cut it out, but. We're not going to zoom in like we usually do and make emphasis on it. Um, that's because it just—I mean, you know, '86 they had an angle where Tommy Rich got jumped by Don Bass, Dirty Rhodes, and Larry Wright, and man, it looked like you poured a bucket of paint on him. He had so much color on him, you know. And that was just a year—you know, over a year before that, right in the studio. So I'm just wondering, you know, maybe they've. The studio, the actual TV station's cracking down on it. It's just odd that for Memphis, three people get it three weeks in a row and you don't see it. Yeah, I mean, that would be my guess with it was, uh, came down from the studio. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, if he did get color, because I kept, because I watched it, I kept rewinding it. Was it hard way, or did they do it in the back? Dab a little Vaseline on it, put the headband on him, and when he got hit, he moved the headband and, and you know, did it with his finger to get it going again. I would hope it was that. Because um... taking the hard way to the back of the head, that's risky. Very much even, so. Even back then, well, I don't know they did a lot of hard way. Well, in the 80s, hard ways were going away a lot. But still, when you got a blunt instrument like that, even though they had a gimmick to break up, that's still risky that, you know. So I, I'm thinking they might have gigged him in the back because, you know, he had the headband on. And because um, he didn't need to get a lot, you know, just enough for... Obviously enough for Billy Travis to just hold his hand up, you know. And I, I surely he didn't, or he could have might have gigged himself when he held his hand back there. But I never seen him had a blade in his hand though. I looked to see if I could see the, you know, like Dundee the week before. As soon as uh, Fergie hit the ring, he's pulling at his tape, you know, <laughs> the wrist tape. So I don't know. It's just you know the whole thing's odd, you know. 
But yeah. It, it was good though. It was, you know, that, that thing busted and he sold. And did you, did you notice when they were carrying him out? Right when they got on the other side, they just started dragging him. You can see his feet being dragged well, yeah, through the car. Yeah, Rock was running, you know, walking with him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he just went dead weight again. Yeah, and you see him dragging him by his arm, and you just see these legs going around the corner and going through the, the garden, just dragging him. I was like, okay, there's like, what, five of you there? Y'all couldn't grab the, the side and carry him out? <laughs> After he felt, you know what I'm saying? After, you know, when they turned the corner, he went limp on them. Why didn't they all pick you? I'm saying there was enough of them to pick him up and carry him out. They, it just looked bad to me, you know? Yeah. Because all you see is right when they cut to that camera, all you see is his, the back, his uh, bottom of his legs and boots being drugged. They run the thing then through the, through the curtain. So, <laughs> that was comical. But, um, all right, so, uh, let's see. Uh, the cream off. Da, da, da. Um, I lost my spot here. Yeah. We, we go to go into what was supposed to be the eight-man tag. That's right. Uh, the rest of the commission comes out, but Randy Hale says that Rocky Johnson can't compete, so well, therefore the Prince will not compete. Well, before that, you notice Lance says, well, there's no way Rocky's going to be able to do this eight-man, and Bubba shouldn't be able to do it either. He, I, you won't, I'm sure you won't see him back out here. And what they do, Bubba comes out. Why didn't Hale say, no, you're, after that, what you just did, you get out of here. You go to the back. You know? So I'm wondering, is the Prince hurt? Because, was he on the Evansville card wrestling? I do not believe so, no. No, he's not. I'm wondering if he was hurt. Because wouldn't that be made more sense? Hales come out there and see Buff say, no, nah, uh What you just did was despicable. Baby face it up. You get to the back. You're, no, you're not wrestling here today after, after that. Wouldn't that have been... Well, I would have did that, wouldn't you? It would have made more sense, yeah. Yeah, instead of saying to the prince, uh, "You're gonna, you're not gonna be in this match, but you can stay out here ringside." What? <laughs> that is stupid. But then again, yeah, who do I know? Uh, so it's a six man now, and guess what? The graphic went away. <laughs> they get no graphics. Shocking. What is up? I'm sorry, but I mean, I know I bag on Lawler and stuff, but. This was, I mean, so the graphic is only working for two people. I mean, two matches. Yeah, anyway. So it's Billy Travis and the Nasty Boys against RPMs and Bubba. I said they get no graphic. Um, Travis and Lane did a nice little opening spot. It's basic, you know. Um, Nobbs and Davis uh, do a spot together. They work good. He worked. Davis works good with knobs. He seems like he can he controls knobs really. You know what I'm saying? He carries. Yeah. Them. Oh like no, can, absolutely. He, Davis carries knobs really well. Uh, I've noticed that they work good together. Um, and Bubba gets in. Was there anything in between there? I didn't really write that down. Nothing really stuck out, did it? No, not really. Yeah, just basically trying to keep it simple. Get in, you know, shine. Uh, basically, what it was. Um, Bubba uh, tags Bubba's and he comes in gets the heat on knobs uh, clothesline's knobs right in the face what's that? 
clothesline's not yeah. right in the face. Yeah, he gets him on the clothesline. Um, he ain't on, he ain't on that long. Hot tag the sags. Everybody comes in. This got very, this is where this gets interesting. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, everybody pairs off. Lane, Tommy Lane and Jerry Sags pair off. They go into the corner. And they have a little disagreement somewhere in this corner. <laughs> uh, Lane starts crowbarring him across the back with some forearms. Uh, it's starting to get stiff, and basically, it, they're 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 not fighting, but they're 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 definitely not cooperating, and they're yes. exchanging some front face locks. Yes. Yeah, he gets um. Uh, size gets it doesn't help that the camera just stays right on that corner. Yeah, no, it's the hard camera. They stay with the hard camera the whole time. Um, so then Sags gets him in the front face lock, and Lane backs him up in the corner to try to get him off from him. And by that time, Prince gets up, sees what's happening. He gets up on the apron. Then they get they get um, they get him on they get him finally get him broke up. And Tommy Lane's on the floor. Mike Davis. I think Billy Travis of all people did it. Yeah, it was Travis, wasn't it? Because uh, yeah, he was on. He was he slid. He was because he was fighting with. Uh, I think knobs. I think. Why? Why would Billy Travis be fighting I mean, with his partner? I'm sorry, <laughs> Mike Davis. Uh, uh, sorry, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> and never mind. <laughs> I think it's. I think it. Well. He was in one of the RPMs, and they come over, yeah, and they got, then they all got separated, and, but they were, you see, Tommy Lane was on the floor, and, not, and uh, Mike Davis was talking to him, you see, it, it was, um, yeah, it got heated. Um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was awkward. Yeah, they, um, I guess Sags didn't want to listen. I guess in, I guess he, in, here's my thing. You're the drizzling poops, dude. You need to listen to Tommy Lane, yeah? <laughs> Whatever he told you to do, do it. Yeah? So let's go on. I bet <laughs> the Monday night show was... Their match of Monday night would have been interesting to watch. Yeah. What the crap was that? What was that noise? Oh, I don't know. You didn't hear that? No. Wow. Huh. Anyway. It, it may have been something. I mean, I have, you know, earphone, microphone is what I record on, so it's very possible that the microphone rubbed against me. Oh, okay. It just sounded like, it just went, there's a big static. I thought I lost connection for a minute or something. Anyway, so uh, they go to break. They come back from break. Uh, Lance is at the desk. So I didn't think we was going to get three Evansville cards and because uh, it was so late in the show. I was like, they're only going to do two today. And they cut back, and it's Lance at the desk with the Evansville card. Um, same card, and then they do a, uh, they uh, throw it to a uh, Jeff Jarrett taped match plug with his match with Henning. Uh, nothing really stands out on that, does it? Yeah, no, humble pie, I've got heart and desire, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Dundee walks in, and... Um, um, says something to Jeff, good luck or something, hope he beats him or something, I don't know. Then Dundee starts talking about the match with uh, against Fergie and Bass 
and says there's going to be a special referee. It's going to be Thomas Marlin. This was never said in in the other two card rundowns, was it? Nope. So they just inserted this at the last minute. So Thomas Marlin, which a lot of people, if you don't know, uh, is the brother of Eddie Marlin, which, you know, the, works in the office, the wrestler. Uh, Thomas Marlin refereed a lot for years and years and years for the uh, for Goodless Jarrett, uh, Goodless Welsh, and for Jarrett. Um, what are you like a judge or something in Sumner County, in Tennessee? Uh, maybe Gallatin? I think he was a judge. Uh, I want to say he was a judge up there. Um, I know a portion of Highway 109 in Gallatin is uh, the Thomas Marlin uh, Highway. Is named that portion of it. I, I want to say he was a judge, um, but he hadn't refed in a while for him. Uh, so. I don't know if that, because uh, I know he did a lot of uh, Evansville, I mean Louisville, so he probably did a lot of Evansville stuff too, probably back in the day, uh, the referee and stuff. Uh, so they asked him, they've added him to the special refs, like, come back to Dave, come back to the desk with uh, Lance and Dave, and Lance says, we're out of time, we gotta go, and signs off, music hits, video cuts off. So, that was it for today. Um... You got any notes? I got a few little notes. Like I, I added some during, you know, most of mine during, the, you know, what we're talking about. But I do have a few little extra ones. I want to add. Um, I, I don't have any anything extra. I thought this was relatively story driven. You know, it wasn't. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't our most storyline driven episode or anything. Yeah. We and we did get a lot of matches, but like, you know, I, I feel like we had. Uh an overlapping story throughout the entire episode. Um, we have Lawler back on TV yeah. for the first time in a while. Well, last week was the first time. Oh, yeah, it was well, last he week. Match. But... He had a match. Yeah, he, he had, had a match. Had, I had a match, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, going, he's going back to the Loop Towns, I guess. I guess he took his yeah. time off from the Loop Towns, and now he's back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was a decent episode. I'd give it a thumbs up. Okay. Is that all you got? That's all I got. Alright. Here's a few notes I jotted down besides what we talked about. Um, no Goliath. No Goliath on TV or Evansville. Evansville. Oh, crap. You're right. No Goliath. Yeah, no Goliath. He was like, I said, I, I I thought he came, I thought I saw him when he first, like, uh, when they all come up the chairs and I was like, oh, that's not him. He ain't off them. Uh, so, he wasn't on the TV or the Evansville show. Uh, Bobby Jackers was on the card, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on the card, but he's what on TV. Yeah, so he's been on the card what two weeks in a row, but not on TV. Um, the Evansville card for this week had three of the six matches are the same from last week. They had um, not much hype on the AWA World Title match. Um, yeah, I wonder if there was like. If they didn't know if Kurt would be a draw. Well, my thing is, though, here's my thing. Your world champion coming in, no matter who has the belt, always should be, always should be something special. It always was in the past. You know, um, the whole thing, you know, your um, 
the world champion was always something special. And and he, and they and what really don't make no sense is then they had the whole they try to half butt do an angle of you know he didn't want to take on Lawler or Dundee and had the other two belts so he took on Jared. It's like they really they just threw away. It's like your AWA champion. I know it's watered down for time, but still, it's it. If you don't if you don't make it special, it's not going to be special. Yeah. It, why even have that? How even have him come if you're not going to um, uh, promote it? Here's my thing. Even if they did it on the thirty Memphis Memphis part, obviously this was around the loop. So they should have had it on the regular tape. If even, but I don't even think they had it on the, um, you know, the the thirty minute Memphis gimmick, because uh, Jeff comes straight to the ring, work went straight back out. He never did an interview in the studio. Uh, so I just think it's that's horrible that, you know, it's, it goes back to the whole thing of they're they're just late. It's this whole thing is just lazy booking. Um, let's see what do I on here. Okay, they talked about already. We already talked about the juice. Um, I think they booked this backwards. I think this, the standoff with Lawler and Dundee and um, the commission, that should have been last week. Last week's mission this week. Because they did all that last week, fired up, and this week they never even touched. You know? That, that makes more linear sense, for yeah, sure. It, it was booked backwards. Um, it's It didn't make sense. But to me, it don't. I mean, you know, um, you know, go out there and have a standoff this week, and then this week have them, okay, y'all get jumped. It just the whole thing. It, the whole thing is made, like I said, from last week of them fighting them two on three, fighting them off. And then this week they don't even touch. They have a Mexican standoff, and they don't do. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, it just it, it, it's lazy booking. It don't make sense. Um, I think that's all I got. Yeah, um, it was a good show. Like I said I think if they would have booked it, you know, those swooped them around. But yeah, it, it's it's um, it's got angles. It's the um, uh, Southern Boys, Tanaka and Diamond. That's you know they're that's you know then they got the Nasties and the RPMs, Lawler Dundee against. Um, I mean everything was basically angle driven, basically you know, except for the except for the Jarrett having a world title match. That makes no sense. Everything else was angle driven except they're supposed to be your main thing. Is to get a world title shot, and it's it's not even an angle on here. I'm mean, just I don't understand that. But yeah, like you're saying, it was it had a lot of storylines. It definitely was storyline driven. Um, next week we do get to see the famous Evansville dressing room brawl. And I'm excited about this. I. Uh... The, the YouTube clip uh, played on and it started going in the next week and I had to hurry to stop it because I want to see it all at one time. Yeah. it It's clipped down to probably about a five to six minute. Uh, they clipped it down. 
for the TV. Um, so it's not the whole thing. Um, I would like to saw the whole thing. They said it went for like 15 minutes. Uh, but it's clipped down for TV. But it's still good, though. You get the emphasis. And um, I never worked the Evansville Coliseum. You have. So it's going to be interesting to see, to hear you, and ask you if you've been in these parts of the building and, and tell a little something about them. Because I've never been there. So I've only been there a couple times, but I will uh, see what I can remember. All right. That's cool. Um, like I said, I'll give it a thumbs up, too. Wasn't bad. Uh, just some stuff that, you know, but it's Memphis, this time period of, you know, even though the stuff should have been booked different, it's better than the booking we've had in the la from last month. Uh, a lot better booking. So, uh, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't a bad show. So, um, you know, where they just crapped on everything with those stupid gimmick matches for almost a month, you know? So it, um, I think that those shows got so bad, these shows are making you, they're making me enjoy them more, I think. <laughs> so, all right, anything else you want to add? Uh, nothing for me. All right. Well, that's like we got a, um, a show on the wrap, on the books, wrap it up, whatever, mumbling. Anyway, that's uh, it for this week. So, um, thanks for listening. For Jeremiah Plunkett, Queen of Charisma, hey, that's me. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Bye-bye, everybody. Oh, hold on. Time out. Forgot to say something. Hopefully you did, you're still listening. Um, we talk about something real fast. Uh, pray for Hot Rod Biggs. He's having major complications from his neck surgery. Uh, he's It's just he, might, he keeps having setbacks and setbacks. So pray for Hot Rod Biggs and pray for Tracy Smothers. God bless him. He's, um, you say his cancer's come back? Is that what you told me earlier? Yeah, from, from what I've heard, his cancer has come back and uh, he's also having some heart issues. Yeah, so, um, um, so yeah, so Tracy, we thought Tracy was out of the woods, um, but it looks like he's not out of the woods quite yet. Yeah, so please pray for Tracy. Man, if there's anybody in this business that deserves a million times more than he ever got, he's the guy. He has given so much to this business. He's, you know, I was a nobody, and he always treated me, you know, top-notch every time I saw him, you know, and um, just a great guy. So please pray for Tracy, so... Tracy, hang in there, brother. We're praying for you. Uh, and, and real quick, on, on the note of Hot Rod, Hot Rod's the reason you and I were ever put together. Hot Rod was booked in Columbia, Tennessee. That's right. Uh, he put me as your manager. Yep. He uh, he didn't have any room for a baby face, but he wanted to keep getting me some experience, so he turned me heel, and he knew I had no idea what to do, so he put me with you to learn. Yep. So yeah, so I, I, I've pray been, for both those guys. Yeah, both probably, those guys mean a lot to me, mean a lot to you. So yeah, yeah it, it just just pray for them. But uh, God bless you, Rod. God bless you, Tracy. Uh, God bless everybody. Thanks for listening.